my closet confessor friends. Is that a word? I don't know. Welcome. If this is your first time listening to me, my name is Christina Smith McCulley, and I'm so glad you're here. If you are an original OG, if you've listened before, welcome back, friend. I really appreciate you being here. So, before we jump into tonight's podcast, because it is something I need, I need to be preaching to myself right now. Let me tell you a little bit about what is going on. Oh my gosh, so much going on. Have you signed up for my free newsletter yet? It goes out every single Monday. Make sure you sign up. You can go to christinasmithmcculley.com and find it. Also, have you heard about the new mentor support slash support group for women that I am starting on January 1st? It is a just a community of us getting together, Bible study, daily text messages, encouragement, devotional emails. You can read about that more um, at christinasmithmcculley.com. Also, make sure that we're friends everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, all that good stuff. So, without further ado, because I don't want to keep you guys in like ramble, let's jump into it. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Closet Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God... He continues to remind me he is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with him, he reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. It's Christmas week. It's Christmas week. What does that mean? The most joyful time of the year? Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes it's just overwhelming. Y'all, I have started stuff this past two weeks. I'm like, why did I do it this at Christmas time? Why? But you know what? God's time is perfect. I feel go ahead on all three of them. So that's what I did. Remodeled my salon, painted. I've been up at the salon like 14 days straight, either doing hair or painting. My salon's about 23 minutes away from my house. So it's not just like next door. But it does look beautiful, and I give God all the glory. There's a few more things i got to do before I really post all the pictures, but I'm really excited about it. Um, Also, started doing extensions. I've always kind of wanted to learn, but then again, felt overwhelmed learning. I found the extension line that I really just, I just felt like God just was like, here, this is it. So, started them this week. Very excited about that. Um... But, you know, it's new, and so, you know, my insecurities and doubts are, like, creeping in. I'm like, oh, can I do this? Should I do it? But I'm excited. And switched over to a new retail and color line. So, basically, I'm learning all new formulations and things for color, but it is beautiful, and the retail is amazing, and I love um, the products. Not retail. I mean, retail means, like, what? customers can take home or clients can take home not like but the I, I love it I love the products so super excited about all them things but it you know and then we have Christmas too so it's kind of left me a little bit like oh um and so I actually had two other things I was going to talk about on 
the podcast, but you know how Holy Spirit just changes my mind sometimes. And as I was driving home from the salon today and feeling overwhelmed, I felt like he was like, oh, okay, that's what you're going to talk about. That's what you're going to go over is how we can deal with this week when we feel overwhelmed. Um, I'm going to be working Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. A lot of people were working, you know, this week. And so there's not a lot of time to get things done. But, you know, it'll be okay. It will be okay. I promise. It will be okay if all the presents aren't matching in wrapping paper, which I think you're amazing if you do that. You should see my wrapping. It is embarrassing, but you know what? It just fits my personality, so I just go with it. But it is a mess, a hot mess. So, um, you know, when I when I think about, okay, so I'm always trying to mold myself after Jesus. He is the mentor that we should be molding ourselves after. So I think whenever I'm going through something or dealing with something or aggravated at something, about, okay, well, how would Jesus handle this? How would he handle this? So when I think about this week of rushing and busy and all, and he, you know, I just don't see him being rushed or busy. Now, of course, we have added so many things to our life, you know, that they just did not have back in Bible time. But it just, things that are supposed to make our life easier does not. It actually makes us a lot more busy, a lot our mind being pulled in many more directions than than previous years. That sounded like, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, a long time ago, I didn't even know how to text. It was wonderful. Nobody could get a hold of me. Now I feel like the second somebody texts and messages me, I have to answer them. And if I don't answer them, I'm always like, or, I mean, what, do I need to answer them? You know, it's just things that are supposed to make our life easier can sometimes overwhelm us and complicate us. So let's think about this week. And this week is going to be stressful for a lot of people. And they're going to a lot of people are going to let offenses keep them in an aggravated state. I have to pull myself back constantly in the past two weeks, like getting offended over easy things. And it's probably because I am tired and I am have a lot going on, but getting easily offended and then taking it out maybe on my family instead of like okay what are you doing like they're not you know it's not their fault you're busy it's not their fault you're put too much on your plate why are you taking it on them I have to constantly pull myself back in so this week as you are out and about or with your family or with your friends let's let's go over three things that we can do whenever we're feeling that overwhelmness you know because that's not how Jesus designed us to be. And if we think about it, if I go somewhere for a Christmas thing or whatever, and I'm acting like stressed and rushed and anxious, is that representing Jesus? Is that making others want to know the Jesus I know? No. What does the world want? What do we want more than anything? What do we want more than money, more than fame, more than looks more than even good health more than anything what we want peace that's what I mean that's what I feel like everybody deep down deep down wants is peace just peace of not feeling anxious not feeling mad not feeling um offended not feeling down not feeling rushed just peace just peace to enjoy the journey because this is our journey the next lifetime is 
going to be quite different, whichever way we go. <laughs> My prayer is that we all know where we're going, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not gonna, it's it's not gonna be like this. This is the only life we have, um, and if we rush through it or if we stay mad through it, we've wasted it, right? So, I I want to give you three things that you can do when you're feeling overwhelmed and I want to help you remember them so they all start with the letter P all right so the first one is going to be pause when I think about rushing or being anxious I think about fast I think about pressure I think about like that and if we could just pause pause stop breathe be still and know who God is. Just just stopping for a moment. Right where we're at. Wherever we're at. I mean, there's power in Paul's. You know, they. I've heard, um, it's like a sermon on the power of the Paul's. Like, before you respond, Paul's. Before you react, Paul's. Before you um, take action, Paul's. Before you uh, agree to do something, Paul's. Before you say no pause before you say yes Paul you know just stopping stopping and okay because you know I was thinking you know whenever we don't know where we're going (laughs) the other night we were trying to find somewhere to eat and um we pulled in one place they were closed so then we go out and I'm trying to pull up Google I could not pull up Google it didn't have no service and my husband's just driving I'm like why don't you pull over and stop he's like well, I'm already going now. It's like when you get lost, you still keep going instead of like pulling over and stopping. You know, and when I think about the loster I get, the faster we run. You know what I mean? Like like on the movies where people are like they don't know where they're going but they just keep running like why why are you why are you running? You don't know where you're going. That's probably not a good example. They're probably running from somebody. And they're actually probably running slow because, you know, the movies are like, okay, what are you doing? Like, of course you're going to get caught. But anyways, sorry, I got off subject. But just pausing in the moment. And actually, some of the words probably aren't start with a P, but I was trying to help you remember them. Um, I mean, the next one's going to be praying, but really pausing and praying go together. You know, I mean, the Bible says to um, cast all your cares upon him for he cares about you. And he does like... I've been trying to get where I just taught him about every little thing. And I thank him for every little thing. Like anything that could pulse my mind. Thank you, God. Thank you for that. Thank you. And I specifically try to say what it is. So let's let's think of an example. Like you're at the family function and everybody's getting on your last nerves. Pause. Go to that bathroom and talk to God. Or you could talk to him right there. But I sometimes find getting alone. You know, Jesus got alone. Remember, he like left the disciples and went off to pray. He got up early to pray. Like being alone is powerful, powerful when it comes to being overwhelmed because when people are talking to you and you got all this noise in your ears and you're looking at your phone or doing that or doing that, you can't pause things hardly. You know what I mean? You can't. Like I can't talk to God and look at my phone at the same time. (laughs) I have to stop what I'm doing and go and just have some time with him. Because his presence, maybe that's another P word, get his presence. Okay, pause, pray, presence. Wait, pause, presence, pray. Okay, whatever, however order you want to do it. But just being in his presence is so powerful. It changes the atmosphere whenever we are 
Now, see, here's the thing. We're always in his presence, but an act of faith is acknowledging we're in his presence. You know what I mean? Like, the fact is we're always in his presence, but the faith part of that is acknowledging I'm in his presence. Stopping what I'm doing and just, God, I know you're here with me. I know you're here with me. Thank you for being here with me. I'm not alone. You know, when I'm feeling insecure about somewhere, I will remind myself who lives inside of me before I walk in that room. That his glow is what is going to outshine me. It does, it's not about me. I don't need to worry about what people think. I don't need to worry about if they like me. I don't need to worry about if they don't like me. He lives inside of me. So therefore, he goes in the room before me. It ain't about me. It doesn't matter. You know, just changing that thought pattern, really. So pausing, getting his presence, praying, all of them are things that we need to do when we feel in a situation that is just like overcoming us, you know. Now, let's take an example of we're not at a Christmas function yet, but we're getting ready for one. Now, this don't start with a P. I was trying to think of a word to start with a P, but I really couldn't. Um, Hold on, let me think if I can think of one. Oh, let's throw this in here. Okay, here's another tip. Starts with a P. Post-it notes. Post-it notes. And I'm not going to tell you to write down verses this time. I'm going to tell you to make a list of things that you need to do and designate the ones that other people can do. Give people stuff to do. Like, my daughter's wrapping the presents. You know, my daughter's going to the grocery store. Like, I've got to work, so I'm going to give them assignments. They're going to straighten up the house. You know, if you have, if somebody says, and we, we're really bad about this. I know I'm bad about this. Can I help you in any way? And we're like, no, I got it. But, I mean, take them up on it. Yes, please, bring the cups and, and Coke or tea or sweet tea or whatever it is. But whatever you can designate to other people this week, do it. Do it. Write it down. Make a list. And, and see if there's anything. Now, if there's not anything, then still that list will help you not to feel overwhelmed. Because, you know, whenever we feel overwhelmed... If we actually make a list about the things that are overwhelming us, it's never as many as I think it is. Because in my mind, I can't hardly get them straight. Because the truth is, we only think about one thing at a time. So therefore, if I'm thinking about stuff I need to do, you know, in the kitchen, but I'm also like jumping back and forth to things I need to do in the living room, that's two different thoughts they feel like a lot more because they're like rambling around each other. But I can only think one of them at a time, but I'm jumping back and forth. Does that make sense? So write it down just shows you that it's not as many maybe as you think it is. And then you check them off, mark them out, or give them to somebody else to do. Or better yet, put them off to another week. Like, if it don't have to be done right now, don't do it. I always tell myself, I'm constantly telling myself there's no deadline. There's no deadline. Now, Christmas, I was telling some other day, I was telling a client, yeah, Christmas is about the only deadline we have. Everything else, we really don't, but we just rush like we do. You know, there's an old saying that says, like, we make the, or the important things are not urgent, and the urgent things are not important. If we do things that are not important, but we rush and do them, but the things that are important, we're not so urgent about them. You know what I mean? Like, it's important that I am present with my family, but yet I might urgently rush around trying to clean the house when I need to be spending time with them. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Um, 
So if you don't have to do it, you know, if it's on a deadline to doing it, put it off another week. I mean, don't don't make yourself crazy because like I said, even if nobody sees you acting like a crazy person basket case, <laughs> it's very hard to focus on God whenever we're in a state of being overwhelmed. You know, the third tip that I guess would be a P also because it really is a P, but so we got we want to, okay, maybe there was six tips, but the first three go together, like pause, be in his presence, and pray about it, okay? Second one would be get you a post-it note and write down things that you need to get done, um, things that you need to maybe make phone calls you need to make, mark off the ones that you can give to somebody else, mark off the ones that you can put off another week, just write it down. The third thing is get perspective, get perspective. Is it going, is the world going to end if you don't get them presents wrapped perfectly or in the same paper? Is the world going to end if you don't, you know, I always have so many plans for Christmas. Oh my goodness. And it used to really bother me when they didn't work out. Like we're going to do this, 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 this. And then when they wouldn't work out, I'd be so disappointed. But really the perspective is, is my kids are making memories. Like it's not, we were talking about that the other day. We were talking about how I wanted to go on like a mountain trip and or like um, Disney World or somewhere. And then we started talking about all the memories that we had of the funny things that would happen like that seemed not big deals at the time. You know, like we waited four hours in line to see Christmas lights one time. <laughs> and we always talk about that. We don't even talk about the Christmas lights or what the lights look like. We talk about the memory of sitting in line. Or we went, you know, two hours away to ride this train that was like, not up to par at all and we talk about that that was like we were so excited about the train ride and then it was like oh, okay but we have all these funny memories of of that but not the actual train ride I mean that was the big deal right like when you go to Disney World you usually have more memories of things that happen you know in the park or in the hotel or on the road than you actually do the actual ride or actually seeing Mickey or whatever you know, you go to Disney World for. So get some perspective of, is this worth my peace? Is this worth me stressing over? Is this, you know, at the end of the day, if Jesus come back, would this matter? You know, and I'm not trying to make light of like Christmas time. Like, I don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm just like, don't worry about it. Like, it don't matter if you don't get up and have Santa Claus cookies. If that's something that's important to you, then you know, make that happen. But I would just have perspective on, on how it's affecting your peace and your stress level. You know, like, so I put on Facebook the other day that we don't, um, that I don't do Elf on the Shelf or Santa Claus pictures of the mall. And people were like, I mean, there was some people that just really just, they were hot mad at me. Oh, they were hot mad at me. I mean, they told me my kids need therapy and that the third one got shafted. The first two got all this and the third one did. I'm like, and then also I put that I only um, get them three presents. Now, it's probably less than that now because the ones are older. <laughs> they have like one present. That's, you know, because everything's so expensive. But for my mental health, this is what's better. So from my perspective, this is what's better. Like, I'm not going to wait in line at the mall. Now, if we see Santa Claus out and about, we're looking at lights, we see Santa Claus, like, yeah, 
they get a picture. It ain't a big deal. But I, but it used to be such a rule that I had to get at the mall, but yet it was never a joyful time. Then we're not good memories, okay? Then we're not good memories waiting that long line with all them people trying to keep kids entertained. Not at all. Um, the elf was not good memories. I, I'm not creative, okay? I'm not creative, and I can't make a bigger mess in the house than there already is. I don't even have a clean space to make that elf swim in sugar or play in the toothpaste and all that junk. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we probably wouldn't even know that was, like, something different because my house is kind of cluttered anyways, you know? So it's not that I'm trying to be a Scrooge or anything like that. It's just I am a better mama if I'm not, like, pulling my hair out. The three presents thing came because they would literally fly through every single present, um, not stopping for one and going for the next one. And I wrapped up everything. I wrapped up socks and underwear and jeans. I mean, every little thing I could find I wrapped up because I thought that's what they wanted was to open presents. But they flew through them, flew through even the good ones, and was always looking for the next one. So one year I decided, okay, three presents, three things, no clothes, you know, um, no stuff that you would get all year anyways, just like three presents, three good presents. They could, for one, they could not even think of three. So that was like, y'all can't even think of three. I mean, how much do y'all really need? Y'all can't even think of three. But for two, they, they were so much more, um, involved. They slowed down. They looked at that and lingered. Then they picked up the next one and looked at the next one and, um, and then played with them afterwards. They weren't so overwhelmed with like, hey, listen, if you want to wrap up 20 presents for your kids, that, you do that. This is not me. This is, I'm telling you what's, what worked for my family. I think people, you know, that's, that was going to be the podcast about people getting triggered. Like, why are you so triggered what I'm doing for my family? I'm not saying you're wrong for doing it for your family. I'm not saying anything about your family. I'm just telling you what I do. But people get so triggered. We're going to talk about that probably next week, hopefully. Anyways, I hope these helped. I hope these helped. I'm going to remember them myself. In fact, I already started making a list. I, re- I just had a list going just a minute ago of like what I need to pick up tomorrow and what I need to do tomorrow and who I can send to do what. You know, um, I have two kids that can drive. I tell them all the time. I hope they ain't listening to me. I tell them all the time, like, I'm not the only one that can drive in this house. There's a grocery store down the road. Go get groceries. Is that mean of me as a mama? I don't think so. I mean, me and my husband both work full time. Like, Y'all can go get crochets. Y'all ain't got to pay for them, but y'all can get them. Okay, anyways. As you can tell, that's been on the uh, aggravation this week. They're, I'm hungry, no food. There's a grocery store. Stop and get crochets. Here's my credit card. Okay. I probably just told myself. Y'all probably all think I'm a terrible mama now. Anyways. <laughs> I do pray y'all had a good week. I do pray you have a great Christmas. And that you do find that peace. The Bible says to be anxious for nothing, pray about everything. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling unpeaceful, just go talk to him about it. Like, even if you've already thrown your crap, can I say that on here? Thrown your poo-poo across the room mad through a fit. Stop, pause, pray. Even if you've already messed up, it doesn't, listen, God's mercies are new every day, every five minutes. Just go talk to him about it. Apologize who you need to. Move on. That's something I've had to learn. Move on. Don't dwell in it. Don't stay in it. Just hang out with him. His presence is good. Let's pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can come in your presence anytime. Thank you that we can be in your presence wherever we're at. Surrounded by family, friends, by ourselves, drive, anywhere. We're allowed to come in your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that for us. For making a way, for making a bridge that we can speak to you, Father. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you touch every single person listening to this. Give them peace in their heart. Help them to remember how to come back to that peace when they're feeling overwhelmed this week. Show them your love. Show them your peace. Show them your joy. I pray that every person listening experiences the joy of you and that we just keep our eyes and mind focused on what this season is supposed to represent and that we're grateful for it and that we focus on it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.